1: My it,
0: i definitely get that oak mm-hmm. the cherry flavors um the finish is really long and there is a little bit of a burn to it too yep yep um What are you thinking of the pairing so far, Pat? Pat Wente?
2: So it's not taking away from the cigar the way I thought it would. I think the Mm -hmm. ice definitely helped. Mm -hmm. Um, But the cigar itself has, like, this nice, refined black pepper, like, Mm -hmm. deep, like, ground cocoa. And there's a natural sweetness in there lingering on the finish. And then the Mm -hmm. bourbon is kind of mixing the finish to more of, like, a sweet caramel.
0: Caramel kind of finish? Yeah. Caramel toffee.
2: Mm. and then like some baking spice lingering so dave what about yourself
3: yeah i can pretty pretty much just parrot what he said um i'm i feel like the uh they're they're melding very well together like it's Mm. almost uh to me like that word meld 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 they're melding well together that's a good pairing Mm -hmm. um i definitely agree with you guys now that i don't think the uh it would have been so good without the ice on it uh definitely
0: Pablo Maduro, who yeah. had that idea.
3: Yes. Great idea, Paul. Wish you were here.
0: Yep. We all miss you, man.
3: Yep. Oh,
1: poor Paul.
2: I like having the good chairs without Paul, though. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, we we would have had them with, uh, with him. We it's have... just when we have four, four or less, it works.
0: Yep. If we have more than four, the chairs just don't fit. All right. I take it back, then. I miss you, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness yeah with a cigar you know it's it's really smooth it's a it's a it's a as far as body goes it's like medium to medium full but there's there's some power behind this and i i think we need to say off the bat when we're talking strength we're talking uh the vitamin n that you get in a cigar not or the body tobacco. the body is the intensity of the flavors strength is the the power of the cigar um because of the yep. nicotine in there and again with cigars you're not doing nicotine to you know get fixed you're not you know your mouth does not um pull in as much nicotine as you would like if you were inhaling a cigarette or something your lungs uh bring stuff into the bloodstream at 100 literally hundreds of times more than saliva does so this is really a tasting smelling thing but one of the you know that doesn't mean it still doesn't get there and you can really get knocked over having a strong cigar so when if you have a strong cigar or you have a strong bowl of pipe tobacco and you Mm -hmm. start to feel a little bit uh relaxed or woozy, or even it is, you know, sometimes if you're not used to it, you might even start to get sick. Mm-hmm. You know that that's that is and that is talking about the strength of the cigar. Uh, that's not you know when we're talking about flavor profile, it's something different that we call body. So that kind of sets the stage for tonight. And um, so this is very smooth. Lots of pepper in the retro, mm-hmm. not a whole lot on the palate. Uh, But the San Andreas wrapper just shines on this thing with the cocoa, earth, coffee. Mm. There's this kind of nice, creamy finish to the cigar that's really rich and dark and um, makes a cigar really enjoyable. And the the cherry and oak uh, flavors that I'm getting from the Old Forester here really play well with those flavors to me. Mm.
3: Yep now it's that wet oak
0: it's that wet oak <laughs> <laughs> you know how when you like watch your kitchen floor with the oak boards you know and it's all nice and wet that's what this stuff no that, it's no. not that at all no. it's not that at all so um talking about favorite strong cigars mm. what are some of your favorite strong cigars and of course other than the mm-hmm.
3: Um, Actually, I had uh, uh, an LFD uh, NAS, N-A-S, mm-hmm. and I've smoked them before, but the other day, not the other day, it was probably like a couple weeks ago, I had one. And and for some reason on that day, I just couldn't finish it. And really? It, I just had to like put it down and just walk away from it, because I was just nicotined out. You know, and, and What was
0: that like for you, Dave? Was, like uh, describe. It was surprising. Why did you have to leave it down? It
3: was just like it was. It was uh, my body told me to stop. <laughs> that's pretty much what it was. It was like, Dave, you need to stop smoking that cigar and mm. grab a bottle of water, and that's what mm. I did. And I did. I don't think I smoked anything for the rest of the day. Yeah. You know, it was just, and that doesn't happen to me a lot. I used to smoke cigarettes, yeah. so my tolerance um, mm. it was really high. But I think it's starting to finally level out. Mm-hmm. And catch up and catch up to the cigars, um, which is nice because my palate's been changing with that too. I've been able to pick more things out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've enjoyed uh, milder c- cigars where I used to not be able to taste anything, uh, so nice. that's nice too. Mm. Yeah. Um,
0: the, now I have uh, La Flor Dominicana cigar on my strong list. Just out of curiosity, do you, Pat? Yeah, you could. I could put one there. You could put one there.
2: It's not one of my first thoughts, but I could definitely put one there.
0: one of one of my uh, favorite uh, strong cigars is the La Flor Dominicana Double Hero Chisel Maduro. Yep. Mm. That that is a strong Yummy. strong cigar.
2: That one sneaks up on you too. It doesn't it taste does. like it, but it definitely like when you're done smoking, and you stand up, you kind of feel that. Oh
0: okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, right along, right along with that, another really deceptively strong cigar that I love is the uh, um, Pissed Off Christoph. Mm-hmm. You know, the the nicotine in there is almost three times what's in your normal cigar, but it smokes like a a nice, smooth, medium-bodied cigar, a lot like this, to be honest. In in that sense, and you smoke it, you're like, what's so strong about this? And then you try and stand up, and you're like, oh, "I think I'll sit back down," and you kind of realize that this was this was a much more uh, powerful beast than you thought. What's yeah. what's one of your uh, favorite strong cigars? Pat? I'll give you
2: I'll give you a guess what it is. Um, Charter Oak. The Opus
0: X. The Opus X. <laughs> how do you how do you mess that one up? Yeah. Uh, uh, o- I mean, Opus is not all that strong. Yeah, I,
3: I know. You know, aren't the ones you're smoking like fifty years old, anyways. So I mean, there's oh, yeah, like nothing you know, left to them. Yeah, going back
0: then into it, I mean, I, just, I think well, it's a pretty deceivingly to. strong. Uh, time drug. kills nicotine. I, I will be honest. The strongest cigar I have ever smoked in my life, it, and uh, again, this was at the near the beginning of my journey in the whole cigar thing was an opus x it was an opus x um uh what's what's the what size is the corona like a number four number five the number five yeah. yep number and, five. and um i was working at a little tobacco shop a uh, little taste of cuba, cuba. little taste yeah. of cuba and smoked the thing and you know you're at work so i'm lighting it putting it down lighting it put lasted of my four-hour shift there mm-hmm. and by the end of the night i was totally stoned i couldn't i locked the door didn't count anything i just went back and sat on the couch that's in the lounge and just stared at the front of the store for 30 minutes (sighs) and i said to myself i don't think i need another one of those for a while you know it really freaked me out i i i'm I know it may be weird, but I never did you know, drugs, I never tones. drank, yeah. I never... So you had first nicotine overdose, That was the first time I ever really came anywhere close to actually being stoned. And it was just, it, I was not prepared for it. Now, I've had Opus since then, and I have, I have two or three times in the, in the last 20 years found an Opus cigar that, did that to me but most of them seem to be more medium bodied nice flavor i mean you know good cigar but not like nicotine strong
2: they see well the forbidden x god's whisper is the one that i'm kind of speaking to because it's uh, really smooth but mm-hmm. it has a lot of nicotine behind it, it yeah it, i mean i didn't get sick smoking it right but i finished it and stood up and I, I wasn't expecting to have kind of that offsetting
0: balance you know right 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 What's another one for you, Dave? What's another strong cigar for you?
3: Um, the Anthropology Cro Magnon Roma Craft. Mm-hmm. Yep. The um, we're to get up deets uh, on that. Um, so it's a uh, Connecticut broadleaf um, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, Cameroon filler and uh, Nicaraguan Nicaraguan Nicaragua something like that. Nicaragua. Nicaragua. No. And filler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. and i just it was kind of like the same story it was like a, you know i got i got you know probably halfway through it and i was just like i just couldn't think <laughs> i was just like what's going on here this thing is like really robust today mm. and uh um, you know i actually i it tastes so freaking good i finished it anyways probably mm. should not have but right. you know um but yeah that's that's one of them for me
0: yeah uh i had aromacraft on there too the neanderthal hn mm, to be the bo- honest. that's the ori- box press? The original no the original one the original one um and uh, uh that's just a really strong full of vital it's like you know 120 percent of your day's requirement <laughs> of vitamin n it just is really really strong and uh um It's that cigar. The first time I had it, I remember being uh, feeling very buzzed after I had it.
3: I feel like I'm feeling it already from this. I can feel my eyes kind of like widening. You can
0: feel your eyes bugging out.
3: My eyes are widening. Mm. Mm. And we got a long way to go.
0: (laughs) Oh my goodness. Yep. Um, Have you ever been fooled? buy a cigar that you didn't think was going to be as strong as it
2: was Yeah. so this was early on in me smoking cigars so Mm -hmm. all the stereotypes like six months ago (laughs) (laughs) i think this was yeah this was probably late july i was probably only at twins for like a week at this point so I wanted to go buy cigars for my dad and I, Mm -hmm. so I I think it's because Jimmy, one of the regulars at Twins, smokes Asylum Thirteens all Mm. the time. So I kept seeing that cigar when he would be in, and I was like, I need to try this thing. So I went down to the humidor to go buy my dad and I a cigar, and I thought, you know, dark wrapper means stronger cigar, which obviously is not true. So I got him the Coraline Asylum, and then I got the Medulla because it was a lighter wrapper. Right. So then that night we smoked them. And I was, that was the only time I've ever felt sick after smoking a cigar. Like mm. I was, <laughs> like, I just went back in a bed and I just stood there and just
0: <laughs> cried to myself. I stood on like my hand. bed <laughs> and I was like,
2: ah. I was like, what am I going to do with myself right now? So that was, it, it, I wasn't expecting it. And it, obviously yeah. looking back on it now, I, can, I know why it's stronger. But right, at the time right. I was just deceived by it because I was like, oh, lighter wrapper. Yeah. means Less
0: nicotine. Yeah. See. I
3: love cigars like that. Like, you know, people are like, oh, that's too dark for me. I'm like, that doesn't mean it's a strong cigar. Mm -hmm. you know
0: yeah it's it's such a common misconception Mm -hmm. um now that said um back in again my little taste of Cuba days um I got I got uh I I really loved the uh Gloria Cabana series Mm ours because I love the rich flavor you know in them but i was not prepared for how that cigar was going to affect me at all mm. and um, i remember having to stop on the way home
1: <laughs> and like open the
0: door and like get fresh air and you know <laughs> there might have been a little yacking involved i mean it was it was i was sweating i was cold yep. and i knew what it was you know um that it was that was a nasty business i mean I'll be honest. I I I've not had that happen in the last ten fifteen years. Ever. I I think my tolerance is just so high, or maybe I'm just so thick that it just doesn't it <laughs> doesn't matter anymore.
3: Just get a lot more cells to populate. <laughs> yeah.
0: Now, have you ever been messed up by a strong cigar, Dave?
3: Yeah, like that. Definitely, like that. That going back to that NAS. Mm-hmm. That was like when I I I, I never stop smoking a cigar mm-hmm. and that that was the first time i actually was like i i, I can't even smoke the rest of us and i've had like i've had a few of them you really? know so it's like i was i was mentally at least i thought i was mentally prepared for it but not that day
0: hmm. what about you have you ever been seriously messed up or just that one time where just
2: other than shared? the medulla i mean i don't really have much of a story because i kind of forget most of it because of it but my dad had a cuban cigar that he got i don't even know there was no band on it he has Mm -hmm. a friend that goes on cruises and gets cubans Mm -hmm. and he gave it gave one to me and one of my best friends and i was i finished maybe a third of it and we were outside i like tripped over the swing set i was like (laughs) (laughs) i thought i at that point it was it was a long time ago Mm -hmm. i never drank anything i never Mm -hmm. felt that like to what you were saying never felt Know, any influence and i was yeah. like messed up i was like that was <laughs> i woke up the next morning and i was probably in the bathroom for like two hours like it was bad like wow. the next morning so
0: cigars can do a, a real workout on it if you're not prepared for them it's so true and um you know now what causes that kind of nicotine ickiness do you know do you know do you know do you know what causes that like what's happening in your body that causes that
3: um no but i do know (laughs) i do know i do know the offset like the counteraction to it is uh you know carbohydrates and sugars Mm -hmm. so if you have like a candy bar or something sweet like a soda or something like that that'll help you come down
2: so i know it probably isn't the scientific explanation of it but i know like the chemicals in your stomach get offset and then that's where the sugar comes in like you put like you know sugar packet on your tongue or something to dissolve and it kind of yeah. brings those chemicals back to a balance It's it,
0: the nicotine counters the sugar in your in your system in your blood and drops it drops your sugar count and that's what makes you feel nauseous so if you have a little bit of uh, chocolate or candy or even a little pack of sugar and just drop a little bit under your tongue and let that get back into your system and bring your sugar back up, that feeling goes away almost instantly. So it's a, it's a nice fix to know for that. So,
3: Which is why chocolate is an excellent pairing.
0: Yeah, it is one of the especially if you're having a real strong cigar, having a nice uh, little bit of dark chocolate or something, Uh, can really can really go well Mm -hmm. um i think you know there's a lot of sugar in bourbon and and uh a lot of these uh spirits that we pair with this and uh, that may be another reason it makes things so enjoyable is you're getting that little bit of sugar as you're um uh enjoying the cigar and so it may actually be easier for you to enjoy a more robust cigar with a fine uh nip of something now if you're not a drinker you know you could do tea you could do coffee any number of things Mm -hmm. um to do that as well uh i wouldn't recommend uh, like pepsi but you know to each his own too salty Mm. Mm. all right so uh yeah let's do a little uh pastor padrone's cigar Confessions. confessions
3: patroon cigar mm. confessions. And
0: mm. today is kind of a little offshoot of last week. Last week we talked about how uh, as tobacconists we're trained to move the cigars over to the left side of the box because people like to choose from right to left. And we talked about how that really isn't how people choose at all. And so while it may be very aesthetically pleasing to have the cigars organized that way, let's be honest about that being the real reason and not not you know thinking that people actually unless of course New Hampshire is just completely backwards to every other place in the United States or the earth i don't think that's true but one of the things that i've noticed too and we kind of hinted at it last week was a lot of cigar boxes um uh when they're cellophane cigars a lot of boxes have the the cigar that's all the way on the right, the one you're supposed to pick first. They have the tab uh, that's usually folded under the cigar facing the front of the cigar. And that is so that you can pick the tab and pull the cigar right out of the box without having to dig through it. So they're trying to train you to go from
3: right to, right left. to left. Thank you.
0: Okay. For whatever reason, I think people are prejudiced against cigars that have the tab up. I don't know why that is, but when I go and move cigars from right to left or I go to refill a box that's just about empty or I look at a box that has obviously been refilled, I'll see two or three cigars with the tab up somewhere in the middle of the box now, Mm -hmm. not on the side where they were, and people just avoid them why is that why do people avoid the tab up cigar it's It's aesthetically unpleasing it's there to help you it's there to help you get the cigar and enjoy it you know without all that effort and yet people seem to want to just dig through the box of cigars to get to the center or the bottom left or, you know, wherever it is. But they, they leave these cigars there, even when they are right there and easy to pick. I don't know, I don't know why that is. So what, what is this prejudice about? What do you think, Pat?
2: I have two theories.
0: You have two theories, Pat.
2: One is just simply nobody wants the ugly duckling, which speaks for itself. Mm-hmm. And then the second one is more of my experience. But typically when you have a cigar that has cellophane and it's sealed, you know nobody's touched it. I have seen more often than not Mm -hmm. that people that use the ones that are open Mm -hmm. and they take the cigar out and they'll touch it, they'll sniff it, and that's how they kind of gauge if they want to buy the cigar or not. I've seen that enough times to where personally, I don't really go for those either.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Wow, I've never, with the one that has the tab pulled up, Yeah, I've never seen that. I'm going to start looking for that now. I've
2: seen numerous Mm -hmm. times people, and it's not even just here, it's just in general. Whenever if, some, I go to a cigar shop. if someone I've seen numerous if times. someone
3: took a cigar and then pushed it out of the cellophane, I think I'd think I yell at them
2: Oh yeah, it's
0: their cigar. Yeah, I've I've told
3: you them, know, like, that's, like the, that. You officially, know, your cigar. I hope, yeah, like, yeah,
0: yeah. Like you're buying that now. There's a reason the cellophane's on there. Yeah, and uh, you know, I it, now in mm-hmm. in one respect, I can respect that in the sense that people who pick up a cellophane cigar and sniff it are not helping themselves you you can't really smell a cigar through the cellophane the thing that you were trying to ascertain you can't do you have to push the cigar out so you can at least get to the foot and if you want to do that I guess I I understand it even if it's not you know we are still in the middle of a pandemic whether we believe it or not know it or not Um, but you, you know if you physically touch the cigar. I I think I think you should, and you well, brought it up to your face.
3: I don't I understand the good. whole smelling thing, anyways, because they never taste like what they smell. But know? there is, there but in... the you know, and it's like one of the one of the best cigars <laughs> I've had or enjoyed uh, was an Angel's Anvil, and it smells like cow manure. So, but that's the sign of uh,
0: the tobacco. Well, no, no. there's
3: other things where, that have smelled very earthy or very you know you know very leathery you know and i've i've enjoyed them just as much and it's like i just feel like you know the, the it's not consistent where you know if you're like well i like manure cigars and that's all you're going to smoke you know i i don't think that's a good way scientifically <laughs> to pick out your cigar that you're going to smoke that day
0: i think with me
3: I, <laughs> but no. you
0: you do that you do that with pipe tobacco that barnyard smell that that yep. that i i smell it after i buy it and and you No, we, yeah. we we have open tins that we we let people have you smell that and you go oh this is awesome yep oh yep. I love it. Uh, but it smells like crap
3: no 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 esoterica does not smell like crap it smells wonderfully datish and oh
0: not the english blends
3: i don't smoke english talking. ones <laughs> yes, yes you do. Yes you do. they're not in my bag
0: they're not in your bag mm. right now but you smoked them before
3: i've smoked them before
0: yeah yeah but you like you like wild man wild man mm. you know mm. is yeah, like but that, that's barnyard not. ketchup crap
3: that's and, that's right but that's, if that's you a, smell oh.
0: that you know what it's going to taste like when you smoke it you know you're not going to be smoking well, crap but you know if it smells like crap before you light it it's going to tastes like this
3: right no i mean right i, I don't know no no because the different the the, the the things that taste like that smell different from other brands so i don't i don't think i don't know maybe it's maybe it's if they're expecting a certain smell and they don't get it from right. something they've smelled before maybe maybe i can understand that
0: I guess what I'm saying when is... When someone's
3: going through every single cigar and they're picking it up and smelling it, I think they're full of shit.
2: So, I'm one of the people that smells cigars. Like, I don't like to do it shit. like that. I do. Like... <laughs> so, what I look for is how like potent is whatever the smell is. And to um... me, for whatever reason, that's a sign of it being a good cigar. Like, for instance, I have a box of Illusion ECCJs from, like, 2011. They were wrapped in, like, that wax paper material, no cellophane. Mm-hmm. The second I opened that box up, it was just, like, you can almost, like, shed a tear. Like, that's how potent it was. And then I go back and I buy a current ECCJ and cellophane, smell it. I don't get that potent smell out of it. Whatever the smell is, doesn't matter. It's how potent is that aroma coming off the cigar.
0: Yeah, with all the with the air just trapped inside that wax paper. It just it just yeah. held all those aromas there for.
3: I know that a lot of times when I open a box of cigars, the most the most insane instantaneous smell that I get is ammonia. Sure, that's sure. What, that's what I pick up. I open a box and I'm just like, wow, ammonia. All right, and that to me means it's it's aging properly, because when it ages, it expels the ammonia, and that's what it does. You know, like when you see plume, that means that's the uh those that's the crystallization of that. It's getting rid of the impurities.
0: I'm 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 not sure. I I share the same thought about the smell. I you know, cedars I get but I you know, to me to me, um um you know the the smell of what did you say ammonia ammonia is like acrid yes and i don't get that when i open a box of cigars
3: like all when, whenever it's i open very
0: unpleasant and oh, makes you cry
3: yes that's why i don't understand why people smell cigars because to me that's that's like what i smell is ammonia most of the time when I open a new box of cigars, not when I go up and like, you know, they've been, they've been airing out inside the humidor and like the boxes are open and stuff like that. But when I cut open a box, a uh, brand new box, that's a, usually the first thing I smell is ammonia.
0: I've never had that experience before. No, I haven't. I, that's not the smell I would, that's not the word I would use to describe it. smell. But. I, you know, cigars are a, you know, involve all of your senses. And so wanting to, you know, smell what it's like, I get. But, you know, regardless of, you know, your comments and your comments, you know, you can't smell it through the cellophane. Mm -hmm. So to pick it up and sniff it in the cellophane is, it's like picking up a, you know, uh candy bar and trying to smell it through the wrapper at the store you you can't really so you know it's it's kind of pointless um so i on that on that note i can understand why people want to like get to the open foot and and smell it
3: but don't (laughs) (laughs) just buy it (laughs) <laughs> well, yeah,
0: I agree on that. If you're going to do that, you might as well buy it. Don't do that. And, you know, roll it around in your fingers, and put it back. But um, I've totally lost track of my my thought. That you're, you're welcome. You're, well, I, I have a off topic. It, I, I I was completely unprepared for what you. Just well, heard, that's Dave. that's that's completely that's... unprepared. I I've I've never experienced that. I, I I have no idea what to say to it
3: really because that's like what they that's why they ferment it they ferment the tobacco specifically to get rid of the ammonia that's, that's naturally all occurring t- yeah in but the it's they, all
0: done it's all done before they get here like when
2: you age cigars it does do a little bit but it's really minute compared to the grand scheme well of then i've got a
3: good news because that's what i smell every time i open a box
0: or you have the wrong word for no me. i
3: don't and it's <laughs> specifically your fault because remember when you played that trick on mom, where it was that glass of ammonia, and you said it was water, and she stiff. It, it was like oh, yeah, yeah that, that was to mom. Not yeah, you. I know, but I smelt not... it after, and I was like, oh, good God, no wonder why. So, so whenever you open like a that.
2: new box, do you go like ah? Once you open it, no, no, no,
3: no I don't go ah, oh, I just go oh. Ammonia. I don't see the correlation. I just I know what ammonia smells like. It's what I'm saying.
0: I I I don't think you okay. do. I I I i if you open a box of cigars and you smell ammonia it mm-hmm. means that they're not ready it means that they're young it means that that uh the cigar has some serious sitting to do before you can even think about smoking it can you name a box that you've smelled
3: it's been too numerous I and mean, i haven't i just accepted it as part of like being around cigars because it happens so often I'll start. I'll start cataloging it.
0: All right, we'll report back at some I'll report future date. Back. Uh. All right, very good. Um, getting back to the question that we should be talking about: Why do people avoid the tags-up cigar? You know, is it because they think the cigar is retarded? You know, mm-hmm. or that the person who put it in the wrapper didn't know what they were doing and therefore might not have rolled it right, so <laughs> they avoid it. <laughs> you know, or is it to your point they're afraid that somebody has actually touched that cigar because it's right? You can tell. I, I like, honestly think could, it's a could, point of ignorance. Like, Because
3: I, I, I've met plenty of people that were like, oh, that's what that's for? You know?
0: I, I would not be surprised if that's the case. You know? But um, if that's the case, then we're not doing a job. To educate people about why it's there. That said, if I have to tell you why the pull-up tab is there on the cigar, I don't want to be insulting to people. I don't want to <laughs> feel like that, you know, I know you're 40 years old, but you know <laughs> this tab right here, I don't know why you're pulling yeah. this one. You should be pulling this one. And I just don't wanna I don't wanna do that. It just, what should we? Should we do that? Should we be saying, do we need to make a little video saying, this tab is not a mistake? It's there for you. Take it and enjoy.
2: So, would you rather, going off topic again, would you rather the companies that put the little ribbon inside of it so people can pull it up? Or do you think the tab, since the tab clearly isn't working, you think that ribbon method's more efficient? No,
3: no I think the ribbon method. Oh. Like half the time, you get the box of ribbons like totally in the wrong place, and you just you what know.
2: boxes are you opening?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'll to start. I'm gonna start taking pictures because it a... it, it's like you know um...
0: ammonia misplaced yeah. ribbons.
3: Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna... What
0: do you mean by misplaced ribbon?
3: Like they're they're. It happens, you know, like it. It happens sometimes in padrones where they come in and then it's just like in the wrong. You can't even pick it up. It's like you have to pull out a cigar just to get to the ribbon. Yeah, you know? because the ribbon has has, has, snuck, back has down, snuck back in, which is, back could yes. totally be a shipping thing. Yeah, you know, so it's not it's not like you can blame it on the people doing it. Yes, um, and
0: that's one of the one of the companies that does um, um, ribbons really well is uh my father. And it's this huge, thick, one-inch-thick ribbon. It's around two or three cigars in the center of the box. It's glued in place. So to your point, it can't move. You open the box, and what do people do? They pick the one outside the ribbon
3: because they don't want to deal with the ribbon. And they smack the box, and, you know, it's like, come on.
0: And, and, you know, and and then, uh, again, those of us tobacconists have to go remove the ribbon because now the ribbon serves no purpose, and if kurt sees a ribbon that serves no purchase purpose in a box we get fury Uh, and then we have to you know move all the cigars over to the left yeah exactly hey now so i i don't even know if that works
3: yeah
0: i mean how many times how many ribbons do you have to pick out of boxes that are no longer serving their purpose because somebody picked the cigar without the ribbon
2: When I have nothing to do at Twins, I always go to the C.O.E. section because I know...
0: (laughs) The CLE
2: section, yeah. Or
0: Aladino, yep.
2: I always know it's going to be like 10 ribbons just
1: floating around the
0: boxes. Yep. Yep. Pick them out. It's always something good to do. No, I prefer
3: the tabs. Personally, I think every single cigar should be celloed. We should just, you know, know, and then we should always have the tab on it. You know, it's just the way it should be.
0: I'm with you on that in the the sense that I know... Uh, cigars, you know, cigar manufacturers uh, like to have their cigars unsellowed because the cigar looks better. You get to see the tobacco. You're showing off the cigar. At the same time that it's it's always the unsellowed cigars that tend to get damaged, Mm -hmm. either in shipping or by customers who, again, don't go from right to left, but dig into the third row underneath the top you know, and fingernails clip clip a piece. You know, yep. and it's all done innocently. It's not nothing, but it's they're very fragile things, and so having the cellophane really does protect the cigars, especially in a in a retail environment.
2: I appreciate that. I'm the opposite.
0: You're the opposite. I know you're the opposite. So you know. tell us why you're the opposite.
2: Like I said, the ECCJ example. Yeah, like, it, it's just that. I don't want to keep calling it wax paper. I know it's probably a proper name for it. It is. A,
0: it is a kind of wax paper, though. It's, like that material,
2: especially. I mean, from a retail standpoint, no, because mm-hmm. you're just taking it off anyway, and it's going out. But I think from right. like an at-home box aging process, yes. I think nothing beats it because like those aromas are locked in with the cigar, so it can marinate more. Yep. And like, I mean, I guess a good example of something that's practical for retail would you be you could say
3: tissue paper. That works.
2: Yeah. But um, the the name escapes me oh the Mm mj-12s like how they're individually tinfoiled yes like that i love that i now you can't see the cigar so again from a retail standpoint yeah but there's a reason
3: why they're tinfoiled
2: i just think anything that prevents the aromas from escaping the cigar for me is like tatuaje how all like most of his brands have all of the cigars wrapped in wax
0: paper Yes.
2: I, I love that. And I always have like aging wise, like those cigars, in my opinion, age the best. That's just me though, but
0: Yeah, they they age really, really well. That's true. And um, you know, from a from a connoisseur, you know, standpoint from a from somebody who's wanting to appreciate the cigar and and what it can be and what it what it the experience of picking it out, yes, the unsellowed thing is you know, I get that. You know from a retail point of view it it, it can get nightmarish um you, you know padrone is a great example you know the the 64s the 1926 series uh the family reserves um you open the box they look fantastic the smell is there they're well they're you get great.
3: that do you get that layer of tissue paper over the, the whole layer the whole tissue thing papers it, over there and yeah. But so I like I like the, I like the the example of Tatuaje, but I also don't like it. Like if you're buying a box of tats to like age, I think that's like the most ingenious idea ever. But for like a retail standpoint, when you're trying to get the cigar out on the display and you have to take off five freaking layers of like wrapping before you can actually present the cigar, it's just a pain in the nuts. I mean, from an aging standpoint, you don't want the, the cigar to be tainted by anything else, and that is, like, the most, the the best way, in my opinion, to do it. So, I think it's like, it's like, you almost can't, you have to live with it, really. But, the only exception would be, like, the MJ-12, where it's already, like, individually pre-wrapped. Mm-hmm. But, you know, tobacco is a very scent-sensitive you know, uh, item, it can take on the characteristics of anything that's around. Uh, So having it wrapped in cellophane has its benefits as well as its injuries, I think. Yeah. Mm.
0: So is the cigar here, getting back to the cigar now, has it changed uh, for you at all? Is it staying the same? Is the pairing still holding up?
2: Yeah, it's it's doing well. So I'm definitely getting like a spicy oak wood note coming from the pairing. Is it (laughs) wet? Honestly, it's dry. Yeah. If I had it, it's kind kind of drying my mouth a little Mm -hmm. bit. Mm -hmm.
3: And
2: I'm getting like the sweetness has kind of developed to like it's. I I almost want to say a dry sweetness. It's it's. I can't think of a better way to... i would
3: i would say almost like a dry cherry but not like a sweet cherry like a dry cherry mixed yeah. with oat
2: it's, it's like almost like that sugar coating on candy i don't know it, it's like a dry sweetness
0: are you talking about the cigar or the drink the cigar the cigar well the pairing but yeah, it was a go. pairing yeah yeah mm.
3: yeah but it is it is dry regardless
0: I'm really glad that this was cut with the ice. Yeah. I think it pairs much better with the cigar. Uh, we'll find out a, lo- a little bit later in the show what this is like straight mm-hmm. when we have it with our pipe tobacco. Which we'll need um, it. <laughs> which is a little bit richer <laughs> in body as mm. well as uh, being strong. Mm. Um, what's our What's our final verdict on this here? On the Sin Compromiso, Dave?
3: Um, to me, this is a really well-made... Um, Medium bodied cigar, um, getting, you know, it's, it's consistent. Uh, I've been getting a lot of espresso and um, woodiness through it. Uh, a little, a little, little bit of that dry sweetness that you're talking about, and I think the drink uh, complements it with its like kind of like a dry, dry cherry and wood also. Uh, yeah, I, I like I like the pairing a lot.
0: Mm. Pat, what about yourself? What's your final thoughts on the Sin Compromisa number five?
2: It's really good. I mean, typically it's when really I've had good. it, yeah. <laughs> well, when I've had it, usually it's like a sipping cigar, and like <clears throat> usually my review of it is, I'm, it's almost like I'm drinking like a thick, like ice cream malt. Like you want to mm. just get more of it through the straw, but you can't. Yeah. <laughs> this one, this is probably the. I think this is the first time I've had the Toro size. Number yeah. Five. Yep. Yeah. One of my favorite sizes in
0: this series. Yeah,
2: this is definitely a phenomenal cigar. Mm. And it's, you know, I can um, concur with everything I said in the beginning about the tasting, Mm -hmm. with the development of the spicy oak wood and, like, that dry sweetness. And the drink, honestly, paired really well with it. I wasn't expecting it, to be honest, when I saw 129 proof barrel, kind of a medium bodied cigar. But Mm -hmm. I think the ice definitely diluted it and made it more you know fixed with it so
0: for me the cigars uh kind of coffee mocha espresso flavors kind of increased as it went down they got a little bit more potent um still you know that the oakiness the cocoa that smooth creaminess is there but those flavors especially the the coffee and cocoa notes I think have gotten a little bit stronger as the cigar has gone on for me um and I would agree with you, Dave. I I, I think it's a medium-bodied, uh, maybe medium plus-ish mm. at best. Um, there's still a lot of power to this. You know, I I love comparing this cigar, and uh, you know, Steve Saka does too, to the um, Padron 1926 series uh, line of cigars. It's not the same blend. It it doesn't taste exactly like a Padron. No, it's not supposed to. But it's it's a variation on that kind of theme. And so it's it's that kind of quality cigar. It's that kind of quality rich smoke with that great amount of pepper in the retrohale. Um, and they're priced, you know, several dollars less than a 1926 in comparable size. So if you like the Padron 1926 series and you want to try something else, which I know is a very maybe that's a dumb question for me to throw out to smokers out there. Smoke there but <laughs> if you like that I would really recommend trying one of these it's a fantastic cigar and um I I think the the cherry and oak flavors in the uh, drink here just really brought out a lot of the darker sweeter flavors in the cigar and uh, I really appreciate that
3: hmm touche mm-hmm
0: so that's our thoughts on the cigar we're going to take a little bit of a break and we'll be right back with Gawith Hogarth's dark bird's eye we'll be right back don't go anywhere all right everybody we're back and we are smoking some of this dark bird's eye from Gawith Hogarth and uh, from la that distributes the Gawith Hogarth uh, tobaccos Uh, They say that this is a traditional shag cut blend manufactured from dark fired whole leaf Virginias and mid rib fine cut Kentucky leaf Mm. rolled and sliced into bird's eyes. Long preferred by fishermen and sailors due to its strength and easy to pack cut. And uh, shag, for those of you who don't know, is a very fine cut of tobacco. I mean, look at that come out of there like that and um it's just a mess of good little stuff this stuff is you know maybe a it's, it's a 32nd 64th of an inch like oh, a look at man, that yeah it's very very thin so it uh packs really easy it lights really easy they've been making this and fishermen have been smoking it sailors have been smoking it for about 200 years it is some serious strong stuff i think this is what the the gloucester fisherman would smoke if he were out on his stormy ship you know looking for crabs or lobsters or tunas or whatever they get out off the uh coast of gloucester there mm-hmm. i've never really asked myself that question anyway uh, it's manufactured by god hogarth and it's a uh, virginia burley blend of uh, virginia's and kentucky no flavoring on this shag cut and this time we are having the Old Forester single straight. barrel barrel strength bourbon, and we are having it straight, no ice with this. So there should be some differences in how we are tasting the bourbon as well as, you know, uh, how we're going to think it goes with the pairing here in just a second. So um, I'll go first talking about what uh, I get from Bird's Eye, which... I'll be honest, is one of my favorite tobaccos. I love this stuff. I almost always have a a bag of it with me. Um, I like it in the morning with my cup of coffee. Hmm. This stuff goes great with coffee.
3: This will wake you up, too.
0: And um, because it's a shag, it's very easy to pack and light your pipe. It's dark, and it's robust with deep notes of sweet stewed fruit, earth, and wood and hints of a lightly peppered molasses to me there's a nice uh deep kind of sweetness to this stuff which is really good and it's got a long finish with a dark wood earth and a little bit of pepper this is full-bodied and really quite strong stuff and um, i remember the first time we uh, had this on the show was a couple of years ago and uh uh, Eric Wentworth was on the show with us from Zickle, and <laughs> the his first episode. time his first time smoking a pipe was dark bird's-eye and at the time I thought it was being funny having him smoke this stuff but he literally turned green and uh, refused to smoke a pipe for the next year and a half so I have <laughs> repented of that uh, evilness of mine but um, it is a rich satisfying thing and what do you pick up from this Dave
3: um, personally, me, I get some, you know, espresso notes. Um, I do. I, I, I feel like you've inceptioned me with that peppered molasses. I get. I definitely get peppered into you. Yeah, because I didn't get it before, but now that you said it, I'm like, oh yeah, you
1: know,
3: the mm-hmm. seed is planted. Mm. I haven't tried the drink yet, though. I'm trying mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. Have you
0: tried the drink? How do you think it goes with the? Uh tobacco here
2: i think it's well it's a lot stronger obviously without being Mm -hmm. with any ice in it and it takes away a little bit from the palate Mm -hmm. but it does add it's almost like i feel like there's latakia just because it gives like this leathery like dark leather flavor on the palate and then the finish has i guess dried fruit i want to say it's kind of like a doughy flavor that could be Mm. the molasses you're talking about yeah it's kind of like a sourdough Mm-hmm. A little okay. bit of pepper
1: and like so brown dope. chocolate,
2: yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, this stuff is real. The drink, the Old Forester straight, is incredibly strong stuff, and the finish is really long. Yep. It's yeah, almost like you wow. take a little sip of this, mm. and then let the, let that kind of simmer on your palate for a minute, and then enjoy the pipe tobacco, because you're still getting plenty of flavor from the bourbon even though it's been, you know, 10 or 15 seconds since you had a sip. Wow, that's that's some strong stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, kind of continuing on our theme here of uh, favorite strong stuff, what, what are some of your favorite strong pipe tobaccos?
3: Um, for me, um, it was definitely 10 Russians. Mm-hmm. Um, I purposely smoke that when I'm tired and I need to wake up just because it'll the the vitamin n and that will just you know wake smack you in the face and uh wake you right up and that's a blend of latakia orientals and virginia and uh, i think the uh, wasn't the reason why we ended up bringing it in was because of the review you read on it
0: yeah and you know what we're going to read that review oh
3: thank god i was going to i was going to bring it up but yes that's awesome cuz that review is Mm-hmm. absolutely hilarious yeah awesome. now
0: 10 russians is one of your tops too for strong pipe tobaccos right mm-hmm. yeah it's it's one of mine too and um you know i'm always jonesing for bringing stuff into the shop here at twins and one of the things i do because there are so many different pipe tobaccos out there to kind of get a gauge of what a tobacco's like and what customers think about it I'll go to TobaccoReviews.com, and you know it's like anything else—it's it's subjective stuff. So I take everything that's there with a kind of a grain of salt. But salt. it does—it does, it does kind of help me pick, you know. Ooh,
1: even
0: e- even if even if you know, you know, I almost look more for what are more people writing reviews about than right what the what reviews the reviews actually of... are but if lots of people are reviewing a particular tobacco to me that means this tobacco has some kind of appeal you know so even if it's not all perfect stuff i'll look at that and and take a little closer look at it but um, <laughs> this
3: was such a joke one of
0: one of, <laughs> one of the the tobaccos that i was uh looking at was uh 10 russians captain earl's 10 russians we've smoked that here on the podcast before and as i was looking to bring it in um i went to tobaccoreviews.com and i read this review and this is if you go to tobaccoreviews.com and you look up 10 russians this is the very first review that pops up yeah. and it was so hilarious yeah that i said okay i need to i need to get a 10 for myself
3: let, let me interrupt you it was it was so funny because he read this And immediately texted me and said, Dave, you've got to look at this and send me a link. And it was, it was, (laughs) oh, that's all I'm going to say. You can go ahead now. But that was just awesome. We were both so excited about it. Mm -hmm. Yep.
0: All right. So uh, here's, here's what it says. I am six foot four inches tall, 220 pounds in weight. I am very strong and can withstand smoking a lot of Latakia. The telling of my Ten Russians tale is not an exaggeration. Skip this if you have no patience or sense of humor. The tale of Ten Russians. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. I absolutely love my extra-large bent poker that was made for me by Tom Johnson. The chamber is almost three and a half inches high and seven-eighths of an inch in diameter. Nothing pleases me more than stuffing that pipe with an excellent tasting tobacco and draining it to the bottom yesterday i was feeling my oats i'm not really sure what that means but he was feeling his oats i brought a tin of Nightwatch and a tin of 10 russians both of which are captain earl's tobaccos i went to my favorite place in the world hiked the woods and fields for a bit smoked a full chamber of night watch and i was as i was about to head for the car i got a notion to call a friend and as the conversation was sure to go long i decided to against the advice of some reviews here Pack that huge chamber with 10 Russians after a full dose of Night Watch. I love Latakia, and smoking that bowl of 10 Russians was amazing. I kept saying to myself, what are these bozos talking about? The vitamin N isn't that strong. Hell, I could probably finish this bowl and then another. I continued under that delusion until I hit the last 10% of the bowl. This is when the truth was revealed to me about 10 Russians. Have you ever been so out of whack that you felt as if your pants had fallen off, even though you still had them on? Because if you know that feeling, then you know what it felt like to me.
1: <laughs> my
0: body temp went from 98.6 Fahrenheit to about 100,000 degrees Kelvin. I could barely finish my phone conversation, every muscle in my body got weak. I began to yawn incessantly. As I drove home, I had to keep my head perfectly still and my torso at a perfect 90 degrees. You see, I was gripped by the fear that I was going to projectile vomit so hard that my windshield was going to get shot out like in a Stark, Starsky and Hutch episode, except from the inside of the vehicle. The drive home is still a complete mystery to my memory banks. When I got home, I couldn't even gather, gather all my goods from the truck. I just left my beep in the, car, in the cab. I walked in the house, grabbed a cold rag, laid on the couch, put the rag on my head and passed out. I woke up about an hour later refreshed and okay because the vitamin N overdose had processed. I had to eat a large bowl of organic noodles and a bagel to reach true homeostasis. I give 10 Russians 9.8 out of 10 stars. It's powerful, unassuming, great Latakia taste. And if you step out of line with it, it will pummel your ass with the power of 10 extremely burly Russian men. I'm better for it. I can't wait to smoke a bowl of it when I don't act like an a-hole with the amount. I'm not giving it a 10-star rating because my nuts still hurt, and I'm sure that I will never sire another child while I am on this planet. (laughs) That's That's a pretty serious review. And I read that, and I said, oh, I know people who are into this strong stuff. I'm going to get some of this stuff. And we all agree that is one strong pipe tobacco. Mm-hmm. But don't misunderstand. It is very smooth. Yes. And it's very enjoyable yep. to smoke. It's not like, you know, you're just, it's all strength with no flavor. There's yep. tons of flavor there. And a really good pipe tobacco, just like a really good cigar, is going to have lots of good, well-balanced nuanced flavor to it but
3: it's almost like you've been roofied (laughs) you're just drinking it along and it's bad and then bam
0: you know um certainly for me along with uh 10 russians and dark bird's eye uh i i think frankly god with hogarth has a, a lot of the nice strong pipe tobaccos out there both black and brown irish x are some of the strongest uh tobaccos on the market to my mind Um, those things are crazy, crazy strong tobaccos. Uh, GLP's jackknife plug, that's another really strong tobacco, Um, and, and that is a really deep, rich, you need something like this with it, but you just want to sip over a long, long period of time because that stuff will put you on your butt if you're not careful with it. Did you have anything else on your list that you want to share?
3: Uh, no. Nope. I was say 10 Russians.
0: Yeah, 10 Russians. Mm-hmm. Anything else for you?
2: I would only add Mississippi River. Mm-hmm. I don't know how strong it is because that was one of the early tobaccos I've tried, mm. but that thing's phenomenal. Mm.
0: Now, we talked about it with cigars, but have you ever gotten messed up by strong pipe tobacco? Not no? yet. Not yet. Not going to You did?
3: i mean i'll i'll smoke 10 russians or birdseye to wake me up but no, i've never been like i've never had to stop smoking it and put it down like i had to do with the cigars
0: no mm-hmm. i i never have either and and I, I don't know quite why that is i don't think it's because um and well maybe this is a question to ask does pipe tobacco do you think compete with cigars in terms of strength like our cigars, can, do cigars generally get stronger or are they both the same? I mean, we've never been, not the three of us have never really been messed up by pipe, but is that because, the, you know, we're at the point with smoking cigars as often as we do that really strong pipe tobacco doesn't knock us over? Or is it that pipe tobacco, for whatever reason, doesn't reach that kind of level like cigars do?
3: Um. I almost feel like it might even be out of ignorance, but I would say that it doesn't, to me anyways. It, I does haven't met, what? it doesn't meet that level of nicotine that a cigar can. And maybe it's just because of the, the delivery, you know, of the pipe itself, mm-hmm. as opposed to instant contact, you know, with the cigar. You know, there's nothing to you know, for the nicotine to grab onto the pipe and it stays there and you have to clean it out, none of that happens. That goes right into your mouth the cigar. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I think think just by definition, you would get less nicotine from a pipe than you would a cigar. What do you think, Pat?
2: Well, cigars come from dark tobacco, where pipes come from light tobacco, Mm -hmm. so maybe there's some kind of... Yep,
3: that's true, too. Very good point.
2: ...nicotine difference between the two i would assume so but and then maybe i think it's easy to smoke quicker with a pipe than it is a cigar mm-hmm. so that could also be a factor in why some people have an issue with it mm-hmm. personally i haven't but
0: i mean here's this guy who's obviously a seasoned smoker yeah and after two bowls of the heavy latakia tobacco now let's be honest latakia does not have a whole ton of nicotine in it, <laughs> and um, you know Burleys do, um, but uh, you know Latakia has less. Um, Virginia's may I think have a little bit more, but not as much. Not opinion. as much, yeah. um, but he had two huge bowls of that. I mean, the the way he's describing, he had what. It, if if the if the if if he is basically almost an inch around and three and a half inches deep that's like smoking a, a asylum seven by seventy of wicked strong stuff <laughs> you know mm-hmm. I, and you can see why somebody would get messed up by that you know but i think maybe it has more to do with the smaller amounts of tobacco that's in a that's in a pipe. That's true. Yes. Yeah.
3: Yeah, you definitely are smoking like a smaller amount.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know the answer to that question. I kind of thought up that question off the top of my head. Um, and yeah, it's kind of interesting. You had
3: like a five-inch deep pipe. I'm sure. Well, mm. <laughs> mm. you think about that too. Like we only have like maybe an inch or an inch and a half, mm-hmm. two inches at most, of like you know a pipe. Depth, but they smoke for about the same time, right? As, like, maybe a, a Toro or Churchill, you know, so you're definitely getting <laughs> less, I suppose.
0: <laughs> so, we have somebody watching on Facebook, uh, a friend of mine, we'll call her Ja, mm-hmm. because that's that that's that's her nickname, and um, uh pat she's she's very pleased that you're on the show she she hated nick <laughs> <laughs> and she says you actually make sense thank god nick is gone she, i'm laughing at that i speak uh, good I speak good. <laughs> well you what you say actually it, it's not it, you know Nick n- n-
3: I get a lot of tobacco notes It's yeah. not what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah. play, play, no some, offense some, play Nick. some
0: play some sound bites there, Dave. Mm. So we know uh, what he's talking about. Yeah. Like, um
3: there's a, there do you there's... know where
0: your soundboard is?
3: I do. I'm trying to find the 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 good one. Yeah. Okay. The
0: cigar is great.
3: Yeah, no, the it's <laughs> great. Um Let's see. I don't. I don't think I have Located the tobacco again. notes. Uh, yep. Oh, sweet nuts. Oh yeah. That's good yeah. You know, or you
0: know, I remember asking what he got once from his pipe tobacco, and he said, "I'm getting a lot of tobacco notes. I'm not really sure why." And I said to him, "Could it be because
3: it's tobacco?"
0: <laughs> Maybe.
3: <laughs> Paul had some. You know, he, he was making fun of him like one time, and he said. He's getting tons of elastic. He doesn't know why.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, we're having fun. Uh, You know, Nick is awesome and everything. It was uh, very municipal. We're very glad to have Pat Wente on the show with us now and uh, are looking forward to future shows where we have his uh, new segment, Pat's Briefs. Yep. Where we get to see some of Pat's briefs about cigars.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm just waiting for him to say something silly so I can put him on the soundboard. But
0: mm, good luck with that. Uh, I say silly stuff more often, it seems, and uh, incredibly well. And I repeat myself a lot. Yes, that's one of my things. I'm glad he has that on the soundboard. It reminds me not to say it. <laughs> I need to think of new things to say. Um, now it's Labor Day. Most places were closed today um but twins twins was open for Mm -hmm. everybody's smoking and drinking pleasure um but let's let's dream about a day off okay (laughs) what what's your favorite way to spend a day off what's your if you could do anything on your day off what what would be the ideal way for you to spend it?
3: (sighs) ah to wake up and you know have a cup of coffee and smoke my favorite cigar and play my now favorite video game. Yes, yes, it would be. i mm-hmm. okay. I'm a simple man simple taste. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a it's a great cigar for the price point. Nobody can argue with that.
1: No. No, and,
3: nobody can. Um um mm-hmm. I'm going to do that this Wednesday. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm going to plan to do. One of my favorite games is getting a nice little update that I've been waiting for forever. What and game I'm, is that? And, uh, Warframe. Warframe is uh, getting another uh, update? My favorite Warframe in the game is getting a, a new version of itself, and I'm going to play the crap out of it, and I'm going to totally enjoy it in my underwear. It's going to be great. Yep. And then when T-M-I. the nighttime happens, when the nighttime happens, I'm going to switch from coffee over to some of my favorite bourbon. Yep. Mm-hmm. Some Old Tub or Smooth Ambler. Okay. Yep. Very good. Yep, yep. Can't wait. Pat, do you know what it's like to have a day off?
2: Feels like it's been so long ago. <laughs> <laughs> You're not that old, Pat. I know. <laughs> back in my days.
0: But um back in my grade school days, <laughs>
2: <laughs> back in undergrad, I didn't read anything. But um <laughs> honestly, the days off I had cuz Obviously, undergrad, when I was in football season, mm-hmm. we would it was pretty rigorous. you know We didn't yeah. really have any time. So it was always the day after football ended, I would just get up early like I would for the morning lifts. I would do my lift because I would still look my own. And then mm-hmm. I would go back, get food, like breakfast, brunch, whatever it was, yeah. go back in bed, eat in bed, watch TV, and then fall back asleep. Mm-hmm. To me, that's just – and then waking up and then treating it like it's morning again at like 3 in the afternoon. And then just getting a coffee mm-hmm. and just sitting and doing nothing. <laughs>
1: mm.
3: doing nothing is a lot of fun mm. the older you get the more fun nothing is and i didn't appreciate that when i was a child because i was always bouncing off the walls wherever there were walls
0: yep yep no that's dan can true. attest to this because it annoyed the shit out of him <laughs> annoyed the bejeebers out of me yep
3: and I didn't respect that until I had kids of my own that were mini me's. Mm.
0: <laughs> you see there there's ya, uh, uh Miss for Liberty right now. Hi boys and Pat, you don't sound ignorant. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Mm. It's good to see you around, ja. I miss you. Um It is. It's very good. Um my favorite way to spend the day off um do you ever get to do nothing dan i i i don't often get to do nothing um i there's you know i i have i'm in that the busiest time of life i've got three teenage teenagers living at home um and teenage uh, girls teenage girls even home. worse so it's <laughs> so there's always something going on you know there's there's a lot of complications with with our you know our our home is is uh not the cleavers so it's it's uh kind of complicated and um uh i guess you know i've i've talked about it before but i i am not gonna say anything more about it now um but uh you know, i'm often uh uh, asked to uh speak at various local churches too, and so my days off are uh very often spent uh in a combination of running kids to appointments or to various activities and uh getting ready for uh a, a Sunday service somewhere, and then doing household stuff you know dishes, laundry, cleaning, fixing the plug toilet or whatever the case may be um we had a a very nasty case of a uh uh plugged toilet last week um does uh, that get resolved it did get resolved uh, you know i i don't know what it is you know sometimes my i feel like my kids they they just you know poop spackle it just sticks to everything it's it's nasty and and now you know uh,
3: why people use it as bricks
0: yeah, and and they could use this as mortar, man. I, mean, I could send send some of my daughters down to Haiti, and they could solve a lot of problems down there, really mm-hmm. cheap. But um, it really did a working on our uh, septic system, and it's uh, you know about fifty dollars worth of chemicals later, um, things were fixed. But for a while there were uh, my wife, my three daughters, and another girlfriend, you know, who was over at the house for the weekend with one working toilet. Oh, that was that was a rough thing. That was a rough thing, but that got fixed. Thank God. You know, Jesus doesn't leave me stranded for long. <laughs> anyway, and um but that's good. So I don't really <laughs> have a to make sure you remember so <laughs> being able being able to 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 sleep in, wake up, get your cup of coffee uh I love sitting outside in, in our porch mm, you know I miss your um, porch I love sitting out there looking out at the garden that my wife uh worked so hard on and everything that's that's one of my favorite things to do relax spend time with my kids out there I miss and, your hot tub and yeah I miss the hot tub too the hot tub's in a you know we're is in a the middle of a repair and uh, so that hasn't been u- used in a while um, hopefully that'll rectify itself real soon. I could really use the hot tub back. Mm. My stress level would probably drop by 50% if I had the yeah, hot tub we,
3: back. we needed to start a GoFundMe for that.
0: Yeah, yeah, maybe. Poor Pastor Padrone needs a little help with that. Um, anyway, so my day off, you know, a, a day with my family where I did not have to take them anywhere. That would be my ideal day off, you know. I'm a very simple simple person too. Uh, although, you know, I was looking today, you know, Paul uh, plays some nice relaxing stuff on the TV in the retail section and today was like a I noticed a flying a flying uh, uh drone that was going over a bunch of uh islands, like, you know, down in the Caribbean or something and those waters looked so I would I would
3: He is totally, eternally corrupted. Totally
0: happy in a little hut on the beach in some, uh, you know, Bora Bora island somewhere. I (laughs) would just, that that would be perfect for me.
3: He's he's totally corrupted the not-just-blowing-smokes YouTube page history. Mm. So whenever anything gets recommended When I'm on the page To like Mm. do something It's always something like Look at this relaxing thing
0: Uh, Rod, the not just flushing toilets episode (laughs) Yes, yes, that's what this was Well, I wish I had a toilet sound right now Mm. I'm glad you don't Um, So Are you ready for a would you rather question?
3: Oh, here we go with some would you rather Mm. 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 There we go
0: Talking about Uh You know, nicotine illness and all that wonderful stuff. uh, Would you rather get sick in your car Mm. or at the cigar lounge?
1: Mm.
0: And when I say get sick, I mean vomit.
3: oh oh oh, oh, definitely definitely at the cigar lounge absolutely that means somebody else has to clean it up
0: why does it mean someone else has to clean it up
3: i'm assuming you mean that i'm in the cigar lounge yeah
0: you know who that
2: somebody is yeah well
3: (laughs) (laughs) it doesn't matter who the somebody is i don't care if it's kendra you know it's it's not me if i'm in a cigar lounge there you go you know it's just gonna
2: puke out the window At the car,
3: in the car. No, you could get into an accident, pulling over, like, all that kind of stuff. No, I would, it's safer. Just out of the safety and alone, I'd rather have it to be a cigar lounge. Even if I had to clean it up. Like, if they said, Dave, you fucking work here. Oops, sorry. Uh Yeah, you know, you work here. You have to clean it up. And I'd be like, okay. But, yeah, just out of the safety in itself, I would much rather be sick in a place that's not moving at 65 miles an hour. Yeah.
0: Pat, I I have a feeling you have the opposite opinion about this. I would
2: rather be in a car because I can just pull over and deal with it.
3: What if you couldn't pull over? What if you were your projectile vomiting all over your steering wheel? I mean, seriously, that could be you mm. could kill. That could be your last day on earth, man. At least if you're in a building, regardless of whatever happened or whatever embarrassment, at least you know you're going to live.
2: Pretty athletic.
3: <laughs> all right, there you go. I can handle it. Yes.
0: Are you just afraid that if you did it in the lounge, you'd have to clean it up because you're the guy who cleans it up anyway?
2: Well, if I did it in the lounge, I'd be definitely dead because Kendra would kill me. So I'll (laughs) take my chance on the highway. That's probably true. At least I can live on the highway. There's a chance of it, you know? Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) Mm-hmm. This is a real tough one. You know, Dave. Dave makes the good point that you know if you get sick all over yourself in the car, that can be nasty, and who wants to drive in that? But um,
3: and catastrophic. Let's not forget that can you be know, dangerous. I, I, I mean, have puke all over you your know, feet, and then you can't slip it off the pedals. Like, come mm-hmm. on, let's be realistic. Here. Now,
0: I alluded earlier that I had a uh, a uh, 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 La Gloria de Cuba
3: um lfd chisel double no yeah. no
0: the um the, the la gloria series are uh when i was working at uh, little taste of cuba and i got sick on that cigar and i happened to be driving home when that happened and i had to pull over and yak but i was able to pull over and you know got sick outside the car and then sat on the side of the road for a while, while until the feeling kind of left but i'm one of these guys that's you know i'm very self-conscious about what other people see and think and so i'm very glad that i was by myself when that happened and not in the lounge so
3: i would probably pick the car i care less
0: no you've already made it very clear you 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 would rather have you know do it in a place where somebody else had to pick it up
3: well aside from that saying i'm even if i had to clean it up i would rather be not moving at 65 miles an hour mm-hmm. and I mean, you're, having you know, to have to like, pull over
2: just suddenly you know you're driving all of a sudden you're like oh I got." how go, many go. how
3: many videos have you seen where someone's on the side of the road and a fucking car like uh in a car like smashes into them because they're not paying attention if i'm nauseous, like it's a whole safety thing if I would i'm so... nauseous
2: preemptively i'm not going to go on the highway I'm going to be smothered about it. You don't No, just, we're talking
3: about instantaneously. Oh, crap, I'm sick.
2: I'd still rather the car. Oh. Ah. Oh.
3: <laughs> Silliness of youth.
0: <laughs> and I think uh, um, at that point, we'll give our. We'll leave that uh, topic and give our final thoughts on uh, the dark bird's eye here and the pairing. Dave, what did, what did you think of the uh, tobacco here? Oh.
3: Um. Well, I, I even I even smoked a, a bowl of this earlier today, just because I'm a big fan of it. I mean, mm-hmm. me and Dan always have like a bag around. I purposely leave one. Are at you going to puke? No. Okay. Um. The uh, he's in the
1: uh, place
3: longer, to do it. Dan's called it before, and and uh, I agree with him when he said it. It's the espresso of pipe tobacco. Mm. And uh, um, I love that. I love the dark richness that it gives that no other pipe tobacco has um i love it now and there's a lot that...
0: of virginia in this you're a big virginia lover does it no act like virginia to, Not you? to
3: me i don't yeah, i don't get any dark fruit it's really like molasses uh espresso coffee like really strong coffee mm-hmm. um you know peppered uh little a hair of saltiness um <laughs> And then, and I think the the full strength, the the drink without the ice really complements it, mm-hmm. you know, because they're both like pow,
0: mm-hmm. you know, yeah, these are both really strong, full-bodied, full-strength things. There's no no getting around it with this bourbon here. Nope. What do you think, Pat?
2: So I was surprised because the smoke, it's it's like a chewy smoke. Yeah. Usually that comes from cigars. I haven't had a pipe tobacco granted i haven't had many I put it to you guys but i haven't had a pipe tobacco yet that had that density to the smoke mm-hmm. and honestly i mean dave did pretty well explaining it so i'll just use kind of an image to what i'm tasting it it tastes like an old like leather hat shop
0: it tastes like an old leather hat. Like shop. it's aged
2: leather. Like I, I, I'm mm. shocked. It's the, a Virginia blend, and there's no Latakia because, like, mm. the Ten Russians that I enjoy, I like it because of that, like, deep dark leather. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I'm getting a lot of leather out of this blend. There's a lot of leather here. Yeah. Yeah, it's. I mm-hmm. like it.
3: Yep. Yeah, it's a yeah, definitely like a Nice raw slab of leather in your mouth.
0: Leather wood espresso oh, there's a little bit of smokiness from the uh, yes smokiness, fire yep. stuff um it's but a little really char nice. a little bit of char too mm-hmm. it's just it's 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 and when i say it's the espresso of pipe tobaccos i don't really mean it tastes like espresso. espresso yeah i mean you know it's very strong you know espresso has um a lot of caffeine in it and it's very very strong in flavor and this is the equivalent of that in pipe tobacco
3: it's very strong in flavor and very high in vitamin n Mm -hmm. and it wakes you up
2: Mm
0: -hmm. very good stuff and And
3: if it doesn't you're dead side question though yeah
2: because it's the full-bodied episode Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so espresso Mm -hmm. cream or no cream
0: i guess that depends i i like having a shot of espresso do you mean or putting espresso in something.
2: You could, yeah, just a shot of espresso, like a sipping.
0: A sipping thing, I'll... I'll I do it both ways, but I, I've gotten to the point where I really want to appreciate the taste of the coffee in and of itself. So I, I, for the most part, don't put sugar or cream into my coffee or espresso.
3: Yeah, if I had an espresso shot, I would not add anything to it. But if I have... If I have like a strong coffee, the only thing I add to it is maybe a teaspoon of sugar in like almond milk. I don't like cream.
0: Why not cream?
3: I've given it up. Why? I don't want to be fat. I need to. It's, it's not working, the, Dave. I know. <laughs> it's the bacon.
0: <laughs> and the pancakes and, and, yeah, and, and pancakes. the waffles. And the waffles. <laughs> Curse
3: you, Kurt, for coming out with a bourbon barrel aged friggin' syrup. Because mm-hmm. now I'm gonna have waffles more often. Mm-hmm. And it's all your fault. My girls loved that syrup,
0: <sighs> by the way. <sighs> it Kurt, is so good. If you're listening, it <sighs> you made a big hit at my house. Oh yeah, I sold. I took I've a sold big like, hit on my wallet. Thank I sold you four so much.
3: bottles today. Yeah, yeah. It's good stuff. Have you had any of that yet, Pat? Not yet. It's it is very good. Oh yeah! It, if it, if you like if you like at all like pancakes or waffles with syrup, mm-hmm. you should definitely get it. So- Especially since you like bourbon, because it really you can taste it.
2: I'm curious to see a drink you can use like that in. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure, Kendra's the, already kind of. There's already there's already
0: an open bottle up there at the bar, so I know they're using it for something. Mm-hmm. Nice. But at some point, we're gonna have to have like a uh, an episode where we we. Uh, Review um, uh, Autumn Evening again and have it with pancakes and that syrup.
3: I'll bring in my waffle iron and and we can um, have Death Star waffles. Death
0: Star waffles.
3: Or Millennium Falcon waffles. And and
0: K.A. Kendall's breakfast bourbon syrup.
3: Finish it off with some apple pie.
0: Mm, See, that would be a great episode right Mm, there. Yeah, it would. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. Now. next monday on not just blowing smoke uh we're gonna have adam uh the new england rep awesome altidus on the show yeah and we're going to be smoking the monte cristo 1935 toro ooh, and uh we're also going to be smoking uh scandinavian tobacco groups escudo Mm. uh, on the show it's going to be very very good (laughs) adam is also a pipe guy he's we get excited about getting back into that with us. I'm so happy and, for that. Um, it's going to be a good show. It's so our first show with Adam, isn't it? It's our first show yep, with Adam. I have awesome. trying to get him on for a while, and uh, the stars finally aligned, apparently. So oh, Great. We're really excited about that. So thanks for being with us tonight. Thanks for putting up with all of the uh, puke talk. And we'll be back <laughs> next week with uh, Adam from Altidus right here on Not Just Blowing Smoke. We'll see you next week. You've been listening to Not Just Blowing Smoke, the podcast that brings the wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twins Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and keep in touch with us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram at Not Just Blowing Smoke. Thanks for listening, everybody, and that is not just blowing smoke rolling with a
1: top down smoking on a fault to god